I'm Danielle, and this is Chatter Out Loud, a podcast where I share thoughts and TV commentary, starting with one of my favorite shows, Big Brother. In this episode, I'm sharing my thoughts on Big Brother 23, the season finale. All right, so I thought I'd start first with uh, Aza. She looked stunning. Um, she's a really... She's a really pretty woman, um, and I really like her look. She had quite a few good looks throughout the season. She rocked that pink suit. Um, her green outfit was pretty, uh, was really pretty. That was the one she wore when um, Tiffany won her first HOH, I believe. Her yellow dress um, she wore in the final three was beautiful, um, and of course she didn't disappoint with her style on finale night. I love both her afro wig and her natural hair i think she has all around great style and she looked good um and while we're talking about style i want to talk about claire's look uh in the finale she had on a green dress um and i thought i thought it was really really nice i thought she looked good it made her look it made me look at her again um her hair was uh I don't want to sound insulting, but her hair was just like groomed. I mean, she, it was combed. It looked nice. Her earrings, her her dress, everything. She looked really nice. Um, and I took a double look because I'm like, oh, Claire, she she cleans up nicely. She looked trendy, and just everything that everything looked good on her. So um, I, I I liked her look for the night. Uh, Tiffany, of course, uh, she looked good in gold. Uh, I think she's a really pretty woman as well. And her spirit on the show just makes all of us love her even more. Um, We love Tiffany, right? (laughs) All right. So Christian, um, he was another one. Although he bugged me with the shaking of his hair all the time and messing with it and him wearing a bonnet, that cracked me up. Uh, He looked good tonight. He really has a nice, nice look. Um, And he's really cute. Uh, don't get me wrong, everyone looked nice, uh, but Ozzy, Tiffany, and Claire, or Ozzy, Tiffany, Claire, and Christian, those were the looks that stood out to me um, on finale night. So next, I wanted to talk about the final HOH. It was a series of questions about the house guests. We've seen this style of competition every season, and Xavier pulled it off by one question. Uh, I really wasn't all that surprised. I was proud of Aza um, and her performance in that competition. She missed the first question. Xavier uh, got all of the eight questions correct. And I don't know if it's me, but his win, like while on the larger scale of having the first black winner of the BBUS, the real version of BB, you know, not, not celebrity BB, because in my mind, it's two different games, but that's a whole nother story in itself. Um, but having the first black winner, that's monumental um, in the world of BBUS, that franchise. It's never happened in over 20 years since the inception of that, that game, since the inception of the game, um, or since the inception, <laughs> I should say. And the strategy put together by Tiffany, by the way, she was the mastermind to put the plan together for the cookout. Uh, it ensured that every black player made it to the jury and then to the final six. Uh, so it's a big deal. But Xavier's final HOH win and him winning the season, much like his personality in the game, was underwhelming. Uh, he tried to have a little personality in the season with the Lucius alter ego. And the house guests loved it. Um, I don't know as a viewer, 
if I loved it, um, I could have, I was indifferent, I guess. Um, he was more entertaining when he whined and whined and whined about Tiffany for hours. <laughs> uh, that, that was entertaining. It was so obnoxious. Other than that, he was underwhelming and the ending was predictable. I didn't have bubbly feels. I wasn't jumping up and down. I didn't scream, nothing. Um, and by the looks of the family's reaction on video, neither did they. Uh, I think his little brother was emotional. Um, or, or maybe I just didn't notice their excitement. And the dad had a wig on, talking about Xavier's dad. And I think he was trying to pay homage, I think that's how you say it, right? To give appreci- appreciation to X's attempt um, at having an alter ego with that Lucius character. Uh I didn't think it worked, but whatever. Um, Okay, so I want to fast forward to Aza and her facial expressions during the jury questions. Um, In my opinion, she looked defeated. She looked lost. I felt bad, but that quickly dissipated after watching her post-show interviews. (laughs) Um, I don't feel bad anymore, and I still say she will have a lot to reflect on when she's back in back home in a safe space, you know, to, to unpack it all. Um, and for the record, I do not buy her quote unquote strategy. She touted in these interviews. Um, in my opinion, in my opinion, excuse me, uh, she shared a convenient story with us. She dressed it up like it was a planned strategy. And I'll say it again. Uh, Aza landed where she was based on all of the players around her. If you want to know more of what I mean by that, listen to my last couple of episodes. I don't have time to go over it in this episode. Um, It's just too exhausting at this point. But Aza landed in the spot that she was in. It, It wasn't her planned strategy. And that's my opinion. That's how I feel. All right. Next, the jury questions. Um... Those questions told me a lot that I needed to know uh, in that all of them feel and thought the same way most of how us BB fans thought and what we watched and what we felt. Uh, Big D was carried throughout this entire game. Uh, Like I said before, his answers to the jury, his speech, and now his some of the the post-show interviews I've watched with him It all proves that in the game of Big Brother, Big D had no resume, he had no strategy, and he had no grip on reality. I don't want to divert all the attention to him in this episode right now, but as if watching him on the live feeds wasn't bad enough, these post-show interviews um, he's had, and the ones I'm specifically talking about that I watched, there were two interviews. Um, Rob has a podcast and the winner's circle, uh, Derek F or big D he's really smelling himself. You guys, he thinks he's this big personality and he's loved and adored and he's so funny and witty and charismatic. And he just isn't, it's really embarrassing watching him. Um, he's full of himself and it just, it's, it's a, it's a bit much, um, But are we surprised? (laughs) Uh, No, it's still annoying to watch, I guess. Um, He still talks as if he really had an impact on the game. And that's that impact is what caused him to be runner up. 
that when we know <laughs> the truth is Xavier brought the easiest person to beat in the game to the end. And, and that that's the bottom line. The jury saw the same thing and they voted nine zero for Xavier to win. And those are facts, the, the, the facts, as Derek says, the facts. <laughs> I'm just I'm just sharing the facts. Oh, he was so obnoxious, like the way he talked to Oz of that last week. Ooh, that just, that got under my skin. That bothered me. Um, anyway, there was no other reason for Xavier to bring Big D other than he was easy to beat. And his, and this Black Ops Alliance, I swear they only named that in the past week or so. All of the alliances I've seen mapped out, um... I follow this girl on Twitter who does it every year. Dolfica or Dolfica. I I don't know how to pronounce it. It's D-O-L-F-F-I-C-A. Um, she maps out the alliances and updates every week. It's actually, it's, it's quite impressive, right? Because so she keeps track of all the alliances that are formed based on what she sees on the live feed and stuff like that. And she tweets them out. Um, Anyway, I don't remember seeing Black Ops until one of her last updates in the final week, which goes to show that they didn't have this Black Ops name. And Big D created final twos with everybody in the house. So th there there was no strategy with him. And this, I, we on day one, we did this. It's all um, performative. It, it, it just wasn't true. Um, what he says was fictional. <laughs> with all this I had a final two since day one it's just it's awfully convenient how he how they're bringing that up I, I just I don't buy it I think it's fiction okay I can't wait for him and him meaning Big D, Big D to watch the show back as he often says we're gonna watch it back the facts the facts um, and I, I just can't wait for him to watch it back and see and hear Xavier say in the DR that he felt Big D was coasting through the game. <laughs> and that was actually aired on one of the episodes, um, one of the final episodes. So I can't wait for him to see that. Uh, and I suspect Big D will pivot towards blaming the show's edit. Um, but that would be a defense mechanism. And we all know that there are live feeds. BB fans watch the live feeds and rarely do BB fans rely on the edited or air version or aired version of the show. Um, I think the, what they air, you know, every week on CBS it could a casual viewer of the game would be skewed because they kind of create the story or the plot. I mean, they have a show to produce, right? The live feed shows everything, you know, aside from the times we're watching the puppies and no fish and stuff like that. We see everything. <laughs> so there, there's no edit. We see the facts. We see the facts. <laughs> um, but of course, Big D will try to change the narrative. It just seems like that's something typical for him to do. So he'll make an attempt to say edits. I've heard him say it a couple of times in interviews, and I can see that being a theme, you know, the edit, the edit. Uh, so we'll see in the upcoming weeks. Uh, what else I want to say? He is so full of himself. Um, he thinks America loved him because of the BB Bucks, because he brought that up in an interview. Uh, when a lot of us felt it was an error, 
of the casual fans, you know, voting accidentally. Um, they will vote for the BB Bucks, and I swear they would just put in Derek, thinking they're voting for Derek X, Derek Chow, right? And so they probably put in Derek, and because it was an alphabetical type, like, it, you know, the algorithm just looked alphabetically, it applied that vote to the first Derek that was on, on the thing. And you have to remember, it's Derek F, um, Derek Frazier, and then Derek X, Derek Chow. So if there was an algorithm and there was no specific logic to, you know, either put an error message to say, is it Derek F or a Derek Chow? And they just received Derek. They probably just, um, you know, put it in the bucket of Derek, the first Derek on the list, you know, and that's how you got the BB bugs. I still do not believe enough of America had such a love affair with big D that they gave him BB bucks, but let's just accept big D's logic, right? In his interview, he measured America's likability factor based on the BB Bucks. That's why he thought he was so popular. And he was like this big character in the house and entertaining and all of this other shit. Um, Now, if we go with Derek, uh, Big D's logic, measuring America's likability for the house guests based on the BB Bucks. When Ozza only received $50 or 50 BB Bucks. Why would he now think that America loves Aza? And that, and he's saying that um, because he feels he's getting blowback for the way he treated her that last week and a half. Because they, they've been asking him questions about that in the interviews. Um, and he says, that's where he messed up because America loves Miss Aza. Miss Aza. He's so condescending. Um, so in his mind... The reason that people were asking questions and giving him a little blowback because of the way he talks to Miss Aza is because America loves Aza. But he kept touting the BB Bucks, the facts, the facts of the BB Bucks um, and saying, well, he was just interpreting that because he got the hundred dollars, America loved him. And now all of a sudden, I don't know, it's just... <laughs> This shit makes no sense. Um, his logic makes no sense. First, he's trying to say America loves him because of the BB bucks. Then America loves Aza, but she only received 50 BB bucks. So which is it? The more BB bucks you get, the more America loves you. Um, he just didn't have an excuse. Or can he defend the way he talked to Aza, disrespected her, and just was very rude and just, it was just nasty. I didn't like it. And a lot of people didn't like it. He got dragged on Twitter um, of how he talked to her and just belittled her. It just was, ugh. It wasn't a good look for him. He should be ashamed of himself and he should be shamed for it. Um, One observation of the night I also want to talk about is Kylan's inability to check his ego. He only sees himself and his point of view and he just cannot see anything beyond that. It's really unfortunate for him because the optics of his exit when he was voted out and now he's doubling down in these post-show interviews and then again on live TV. I mean, he just keeps going even when he's wrong. It not only alienated fans, um, 
It just shows his ineptitude. He always touts his, at looking at things objectively and the words he used. They were objective. Yeah, I wasn't talking about his family. They were objective. And, and in that moment with him defending what he said to Xavier and those specific words, it was not objective, Kylan. And it's such a shame that his ego just does not let him accept that he was wrong in that situation. The way he exited and what he said, it just was wrong. And he is taking no accountability and he can't get past his ego to see that he was wrong. It wasn't objective. It, it was a bitter look. The optics was were terrible. The optics were terrible. Um, and hopefully he'll realize that I really don't care. But those are the facts, as Derek Big D say. Um, now we can talk about Britney. In my premiere night episode, yeah, I hope you go back and take a listen to that. I remember making a comment that I noticed Britney on premiere night. And that was because she was so loud. I mean, the hollering, the carrying on, the screaming, the excitement. It just was so loud. And finale night was no different. She is consistent. The yelling, the excitement, it just was over the top. <laughs> it cracked me up. She just was like, ah, oh, I miss you, Big D. Like, let's go, let's go. It just, it was, um, it was a lot. <laughs> okay, so the pre-jurors were there. And, and I have a couple things to point out there. Oh, let me adjust my mic. Sorry. Um, first, uh, I love how they gave Christian most of the camera time for the pre-jurors. <laughs> uh, we didn't hear from Frenchie. Uh, not sure we heard much from Travis, and I was okay with that. We didn't hear from Whitney, and I was okay with that too. Uh, I know Whitney, based on Twitter, she wanted to bring up comments made about her in the season uh, but I don't, I honestly didn't know how they would thread that into the night, you know, because we're talking about the first black winner, the, the, the cookout and how they executed its excellence and stuff like that. So I don't know how they were going to thread that into there, into the night. Um, and I'm just glad that they didn't, <laughs> uh, to be honest, uh, I kind of regret that they had Brent, um, they gave him a few seconds to speak. Uh, Juliet asked him about what he thought of Tiffany. Um, on the surface, I, I on the surface, I know it was to appear as he was complimenting Tiffany for being the mastermind of the kickout, and he used a few words. Um, but his microaggression ruined it. Uh, I don't even want to go into that anymore because it just annoys me um so just look up microaggression then figure out on your own what brent said and that is an example of a microaggression um and i'm just glad he was voted out early <laughs> we barely remember remember him all right so the finale was two hours long and honestly i thought it could have been cut down to 90 minutes um, but then there might have been an uproar because it's the first black winner and they were cutting it short um, but y'all it was a predictable win in the end um and kylan xavier big d and oz's shenanigans in the end all just put a damper on the overall excitement i think 
Um, although the jury was excited to see. Truthfully, I was just excited when they crowned Tiffany as America's favorite house guest. Um, that was the highlight for me. And that's what I was waiting for. And apparently from what I see online, that was a, that was a lot of what people were waiting for. Everyone found the night predictable. Uh, both Tiffany and Derek X were the top two in the running uh, for the uh, for America's favorite house guests. And again, Tiffany won. She deserved it. She deserved the accolades and being the mastermind that built the strategy for the cookout. She's viewed as one of the top strategists in the Big, Big Brother game. I kind of liken her to Vanessa, which, by the way, I learned in one of her interviews. Um, Tiffany was a fan of Vanessa. And overall, you know, I, I think Tiffany is just very likable. Um, and boy, are the cookout men finding this out online. And I am here for it. Uh, I felt myself feeling some type of way when she was, she meaning Tiffany was saying that she was happy to have cookout members that prevented her from growing rogue. She kind of alluded to that and that kept her on mission. Um, And that led me to believe that someone convinced her that her winning that HOH that week was the quote unquote reason why she was voted out. I think she was gaslit to believe that she did something wrong, but she didn't. And I don't want to even go into that again. Just leave, listen, if you want to get um, like a Rita's Digest version of that, just listen to my last couple of, yeah, my cookout uh, episode and the, la- the last one before this one. I reject the fact that they, that Tiffany um, put the cookout before her own game. No, excuse me. Let me restate that. <laughs> I read that wrong. I'm reading my notes. So let me back up. They used Tiffany winning that HOH that week when she wasn't supposed to as the quote unquote reason for her being voted out. And I think they gaslit her to think that she did something wrong and she didn't. She was playing the game. And I just reject the fact that that was the reason. Tiffany put the cookout before her own game. She put the cookout before her own game. She was loyal to the cookout. She played a good game and she was voted out because they knew they could not beat her in the end. And as Devon would say, point blank and the period. Okay. But as I watched Tiffany in the post-show interviews and her retweeting the love on Twitter and her IG stories and the pictures, I feel she now knows her instincts were right all along. And she knows that BB fans watched her on the live feeds and knew her commitment to the cookout, her significant contributions. And yes, I'm going to say it again, how she strategized and came up with the master plan for the cookout to get to the final six. I just hope she now just enjoys the wave and enjoys this ride and just receives the love of the BB fans. And it looks like that's what she's doing. So I just hated that she kind of I felt like they were like gaslighting her. Like she did something wrong. She didn't. And I'm glad the BB fans um, are showing her that. And we voted for her for America's favorite house guest. So she knows. Um, By the way, did anyone pick up how selfish since Xavier whined and whined and whined about Tiffany for hours about how selfish she was? I wonder if anyone picked up on how selfish Xavier played. And the confirmation was in his uh, final speech as to why he should win. 
He intentionally said that he was the only cookout member with two of his team members. You know, they 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 started the season off with four teams and he um kind of touted the accomplishment of having being the only cookout member with two of his original team members in jury. And this is why he fought so hard to keep Christian because he wanted to have all three of his members in jury just so he can put it on his resume. He really wanted to have the ability to say all of the Kings made it to jury and he wanted to take credit for it. So Xavier can miss me with all that Tiffany was selfish bullshit. And we, he will forever be remembered as not only the first black winner of the BBUS franchise. Yes, that's a the monumental thing, you know, but also I'm going to remember and I won't, um, well, I'm just going to speak for me, but I've heard, I saw other fans say this as well, but I'm going to remember him for the player that whined and whined and whined about Tiffany and how selfish she, she was. And he whined for hours and hours. Um, it just was so much. He, he whined. That's what I'm going to remember. How much he whined about Tiffany when all he had to do was just admit I want to get her out because I cannot beat her in the end. We would have had a lot more respect for you, Xavier. But whatever. You enjoy your $750,000. And you can tell Xavier is into his personal image. I hope he's embarrassed about how he whined and whined and whined about Tiffany for all those hours. I know this will be the first thing that will pop into my head every time I see him. All right. Some of my final thoughts. I don't want to make this too, too long. Um, So if I didn't mention it, Xavier won by a vote of 9-0. No one voted for Big D. And that doesn't surprise me. and didn't surprise uh, the the, the fans at all. Um, It also did nothing to humble Derek F because on his post-show interviews, he, now he's claiming the jury was bitter. Um, this guy, um, (laughs) I mean, he thinks he is this big personality that America loves and he's so charismatic and he entertained. He, he is just so mistaken. You guys, he's so mistaken. And the early tweets he's already put out, it just, He's standing firm in his calamary. There's, I don't know. Maybe because they just got out of the house and so much going on in the interviews. I mean, they are learning a lot in these interviews because all of the questions about Tiffany. Um, I think he will be bothered, not necessarily for how disliked he is, but subconsciously he's comparing himself to the love that Tiffany's getting and he's bothered by that. And those are the facts. I'm just sharing the facts that Tiffany is considered considered the strategist of the cookout that irks him. But those are the facts. I'm just stating facts. <laughs> I amuse myself. Okay. And can I tell you, I find satisfaction in how much Tiffany is overshadowing both Xavier and Big D's wins. <laughs> um I really feel it's going to bother Big D more than Xavier. Xavier strikes me as the type that just will cash his check, pay his taxes, and resume his to his normal life. Um, I'd be surprised to see him pop back up as a house guest in the future because he'll have too much to prove then, you know, because 
he wouldn't have been in the position he was in. He didn't play that good of a game to make it to the final two seats. The only coverage he had was that cookout. And that cookout made it to the jury and then to the final six based off of Tiffany's master plan and that strategy. <laughs> um, if Xavier came back by himself, he wouldn't make it. I I'm just not convinced of that. All right. So the cookout was a great alliance and the strategy they followed, masterminded by Tiffany, uh, kept them concealed and got them to the jury and to the final six, all six players, right? Um, setting They set them up to have the first black winner and it was a, it was great to watch. Um, the jury did a lot of laughing at Derek F. Um, and he is so unaware that he thought they were laughing with him. Uh, they think he's a joke. And then the world of Big Brother, it, it, it doesn't mean much, right? But they were definitely laughing at him, not with him. And he cannot discern the difference. Um, he has no discernment, I should say. I'm not sure what CBS expected when they kept panning to Tiffany's face during Big D's fictional account of his gameplay in the season. Um, I'm not sure what that was about, but whatever. I love the reaction to Tiffany overall uh, winning America's Favors house guest. She's liked by many BB fans, including myself. Um, and she's known as the strategist of the cookout. It was a great master plan and it worked. Oh yeah, Oz's comment about good representation of the first black winner. It annoyed me as much as when Kylan said it in one of his interviews. Um, I, do, I don't like Derek F, you know. But he does represent part of the black community. And I think I said this earlier when I in my cookout episode. Black people, we are not a monolith. We are complicated. We're simple. We're educated. We're nerdy, quirky, blue collar, white collar, PhD, PhDs, GEDs. We own our own businesses. We work for the establishment, work for the government. We are not all the same. And it just gets under my skin when people, especially black people, when they say things like, I wanted to make sure I had a hand um, in selecting good a good representation for the first black winner. And there is just no one type of representation for black people. Um, and I just wish that Aza and Colin just didn't say that. It comes across... Um, it's just offensive. Um, they would have been perfectly fine by saying, based on the gameplay, and yes, their personal experience with the person, that they'd vote for Xavier to win because they thought that that player played a better game. Done. This whole thing was, I wanted to make sure, you know, I had a hand in having good representation. Like, it just bothers me. And again, I'm not a fan of Big D, but... There are all different types of black people. He's part of that. And I just didn't like the way that came across. All right. Um, let's see. What else do I want to say? I don't know if I want to draw that on. Based on what we had in the final two, I would have preferred Xavier over Derek F based on gameplay. Um, I mean, Xavier did win the competitions. He won when he needed to. He threw comps. We saw that. He did contribute to the cookout. 
um, in terms of strategy and execution more. Well, if I were to rank like who impacted the game, meaning like the team members of the cookout, I would rank them like this. Number one, Tiffany. Number two, Kylan. Number three, Xavier. Number four, Hannah. And the only reason I'm giving Hannah number four is because they didn't even pull her into a few weeks <laughs> um, into it. So number four, Hannah. Then Aza and Big D to me, they, neither one of them had impact in the game in terms of shifting strategy. They were always told the plan after the fact. They did not come up with a plan. They did not come up with a strategy. They just executed it. Um, so I don't know where I was going. Those are my final thoughts in terms of that, of ranking them. Um, Let's see. Big D was very problematic in how he talked to Tiffany or talked about Tiffany and towards the end, the way he talked to Aza, it just was unacceptable. Um, and yes, he threw the B word around that factors into why I think that. Um, but again, he's already with the early tweets of him tweeting out, retweeting videos where he was talking, I think to like Hannah and Sarah Beth to understand like if he can use the B word with, with certain women and not and stuff like that. Um, but that doesn't prove anything to me. He made disparaging remarks about Tiffany and Aza. Um, and I'm not going to rehash all of that, but it was just disgusting. And just because he says he's done something in the game or it, or, you know, the facts, the fact they're not facts. Um, but just because he repeats it over and over and over again, it doesn't make it true. You know, facts are the facts. The facts are, (laughs) um, he had very little impact on the game and he was rewarded second place, but it is what it is. And the reason I keep saying the facts, the facts is because he kept saying that to Aza and it was just so condescending. I just didn't like it. So I'm just making fun of it. Okay. All right. Um, I know Derek F has stands, um, and they're quick to let you know, well, he made it to the final two, so he had to do something right. And that's okay, because everyone has their right to root, root for whomever they want. Um, and they have their right to be in denial and be delusional, just as Big D is. And that's okay. It's a game. Most of these people will move on <laughs> in their lives. Um, they won't think much about us BB fans, and that's okay. <laughs> um. I also wanted to point out one other thing, and I don't know if it's true or not, but Tamar Braxton, um, I see, I don't know if it's real or not, but I thought I saw a tweet or someone had a copy of a tweet where a few fans are jumping on the bandwagon that Tamar was quote unquote, the first black winner due to her win on celebrity big brother season two. Um, and they said, well, that doesn't count. And, And if someone were to ask me, my opinion is no, it doesn't count. It's not the same. Uh, just how they differentiate the big brothers in different countries like BB UK, that's its own franchise. BB can it's it, its own franchise. BB US is another franchise. Uh, celebrity big brother in the US. That's another French franchise. They all are different franchises. Xervia won the BB US original franchise that existed since 2000. Celebrity Big Brother, that thing come about to what, 2000, 
2018 or 2017, something like that. 18, 19, Tamar won 2019. It's a different franchise, you know? Of course, they share the Big Brother name because overall, that's the marketing. But it is a different franchise. That's why it's called Celebrity Big Brother, right? And I don't know why this is even a debate now, all of a sudden. Um, And what I was alluding to earlier is about whether or not if this was real. Because I saw someone grab a screenshot of a tweet I don't know if it's real though but anyway in that tweet it says she was the first black winner of the big brother U.S. and and that's just not true she was on celebrity big brother U.S. it's a whole different franchise um I know facts can be a stubborn thing this really shouldn't be a debate let Xavier have that crown and let's just move on with our lives um now we do have another season of celebrity big brother coming so I look forward to that I hope to continue sharing my thoughts like this for the upcoming season. I think that's due to come out in February of 2022. So in the winter, um, I have other shows I'm working on for review. So keep a lookout for that. I want to say thank you to the cookout for entertaining us and executing such a brilliant strategy that was masterminded by Tiffany. Um, It was fun to watch and by far one of the best alliances to make it to final six. Uh, Thank you to Frenchie too. Um, I'm glad we didn't hear from him tonight uh, during the finale, Uh, but he did make me laugh in his couple of weeks in the house a couple of times. He tried to play big brother, a big brother in game in the first week in the house. Um, It's just silly. Uh, Congratulations to Xavier for the season win. But most importantly, congratulations to Tiffany Mitchell on her win for America's favorite house guest. It was well-deserved. BB fans watched and knew who the strategist was. We respected it. We loved it. And we thank you for being a fan of Big Brother. And Tiffany Mitchell is considered one of the greats. And that is what it is. Um, All right. So be sure to come back and give me a listen. Give me a follow. Subscribe. Leave me a comment. Leave me a message. Uh, You can find me by looking for Chatter Out Loud. I have this podcast. I tweet. I'm on YouTube. So just look for Chatter Out Loud and you'll find me. I also have links to where you can find me in the description, so make sure to check that out. Yeah, and my name is Danielle, and you're listening to my podcast, Chatter Out Loud. Thank you so much for joining me. I always appreciate your support, and that's all I have. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.